This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, the title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Happy Friday morning, everyone. Welcome back to College Golf Talk. Steve Burkowski, Brentley Romine with you just after 9 a.m. Eastern. A little bit of a pivot on this championship week. It's perfect timing, Brentley, because they actually get going in Scottsdale in about five minutes. So we've timed it nicely for the start of the NCAA championships for the women. A lot to get through the regionals, what we're thinking is going to happen for the women as well. So, uh I'm saying let's bag our opening thoughts and just get right to it because this is the time of the year that we set the stage for each and every week. I've got all my tabs open, so we're just going to go in order of tabs. uh, Takeaway of the men's regionals, uh, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Chattanooga, Ohio State, Colorado State, the five teams that move on for the men's championships next week. You sort of wanted to touch on the biggest storyline out of each. Uh, For this one, it's a no-brainer. It's Chattanooga, the storybook last two months golf-wise for head coach Blaine Woodruff uh, continues. We've documented the tragedy of losing their their little daughter, um, Riley Grace, uh, a couple of days before scheduled C-section. Believe in what you want, bigger things in this world than golf. Uh, there's no comparison to what they've been through. Um, the mocks are, are are doing something special. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that's by far the biggest story on my board as well, Burko. And it it's it's interesting, you know, how life and golf kind of are always intertwined. And you know, we had Blaine on the selection show a couple weeks ago, and he talked about how yeah, perhaps his team is playing with you know a little added perspective and you know he's really experienced the the closeness that a a college golf family can bring and you know he's like these these kids really are family I mean these players are like my family and they're they've they've been playing like it I mean they've they won two uh straight events going into conference almost one conference get through here and you know, I, I thought a big moment was after the first nine on Monday, the first round, and they had the lead. They started giving away a couple of shots. And at that point, you normally see eight, nine, ten seeds start to go backwards and start to give it back. And then you don't hear about them again for the rest of the week. They righted the ship. 
they they went into Tuesday still with the lead, and they never dropped below that cut line. So this is this is a scary team. I mean, this is a team with a, with a few transfers. You could say they have four transfers because Paul Conroy, their senior, was actually in the portal before he decided to come back. So um, th- this is going to be a team that I think everyone roots for next week, and it's going to be fun to see uh, if – if this, uh, you know, inspiration, uh, maybe inspired play can continue. And speaking of inspiration, and I hesitate to even bring it up, but the facts show a similar path for me. Go back to 2017 when Oklahoma won it all at Rich Harvest Farms. Earlier in that season, Ryan Hibble, the head coach, his wife, they lost a child before uh, during the pregnancy. I remember them winning the Carmel Cup. There were thoughts with the Hibble family. So I only bring it up for the thought of, as you said, it's an inspiration playing for things other than winning a trophy, if that makes sense. So I'll leave that there. I don't want people to take it the wrong way. Well, um, well and, and it's inspiring, really, the, the way that Blaine and his wife, Katie, have have responded to this. I mean, we, we, we've said it ourselves. You know, I, we don't know if we could have reacted the same way. You know, and, and, and the positivity that they've exuded, you know, since that day um, and, you know, how, how that strengthened their faith, have they been outspoken about their faith? You know, I, I think, um, you know, that to me ha- has been, um, you know, I, I've just been very impressed by by how they have 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 carried on and, you know, how, how they've mourned, but how they've also, you know, taken it upon themselves now to say, hey, five, ten years down the road, if us sharing our story and um, you know, responding the way we've responded, if that can help someone down the line, and it does, I mean, that's what it's all about. So I think that's also another little, you know, maybe that's more inspiring. You know, like that that adds to the inspiration, and uh, you know, I, I I think it's just been, you know, they're great people, and uh, we like to root for great people. Agree wholeheartedly. Can't wait to see them both in a couple of days. Give them a big hug. Vanderbilt struggled early. They finished second. I think they'll perform the best at Greyhawk from this regional. A little surprise, 12th-ranked Tennessee doesn't get through. Um, So we say it each and every year, regionals, there are just surprises, good, bad, uh, and indifferent. Let's quickly jump ahead to Bath in Michigan outside of uh, East Lansing area. For me, I'm a homer, but I'll take it. The Gators, the way they played that final day, eight under, five strokes better than the next best score. I thought the season was going to end. I thought well, there were the prospects. The big three stepped up. Yushin Lin gets the job done. What does he shoot? Five under par. Um, I think that could spur the Gators on. Georgia, Illinois, Oregon, Florida, Texas, the Longhorns had moments. They found a way to get through. Uh, of those teams, I think Illinois has the best run at Greyhawk. Um, and how about Georgia? That's probably the biggest surprise for me. They got out of the gates quickly, and they win that regional. Yeah, I remember talking to Chris Hack before the season started, and he he honestly felt like this was one of the deeper teams that he's had, but maybe not a team that had a, a bona fide number one or a horse, if you will. And I don't know if they still have that. I think Maxwell Ford is – probably the player that people will point to first, but I mean, heck they've, uh, they've kind of taken some lumps. They've, they've taken some bruises. I mean, they're ranked four, 34th in the country coming into the regionals and they go and win. And 
it's just, uh, you know, they, they finally got things clicking. Uh, they finally have all five players playing well and they, they played well, uh, last year at the Greyhawks. So, um, this is a team that we can't count out. I, 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 I tend to agree with you. I think Illinois is probably the most equipped to handle Greyhawk just with some of the players that they have. I think the, the way that Adrian Dumont, uh, they just are, rolls the ball on the greens um that's really going to separate him on on a golf course like Greyhawk. uh tommy cool has been playing well so i think illinois is the team that plays the best out of this group and then uh, you know big story of this regional almost skipped over that but texas uh, barely getting through all the maybe not turmoil but all the the smoke, uh, as John Fields has called it throughout the season with a lot of fresh faces and all the expectations and the stress and Travis Vick not being in the lineup, they, they managed to, to squeeze through and Tommy Morrison, the six foot 10 freshman T eight to lead the way he's going to tee it up with Tony Romo here, uh, starting tomorrow in the U S amateur four ball. If they make it all the way to the final, it's going to be a really busy three week stretch for him. Uh, and then disappointment. I don't know if there's really a, a, a disappointment, but maybe uh, maybe Michigan State as the host team uh, being inside the number going into the final day and shooting 10 over to drop back and really not factor over the final three hours uh, of this regional was probably probably the most disappointing for me. Yeah, still have a ton of questions, at least I do, about the Longhorns, but the fact is they're headed back to Greyhawk where they won. Uh, a year ago, Vegas, uh, you better go low. Arizona State, 59 under. They win by two over Stanford, Virginia, San Francisco, and then East Tennessee State getting the job done in a playoff over Northwestern. My biggest surprise, and maybe it shouldn't be, Oklahoma State not making it to the national championships. Second time, if memory serves, in the history of the program, they didn't make it. Um just not an impressive lineup from my opinion uh, and standpoint relative to what we've seen there. There's a handful of good players, but no one ever really jumped out for me to lead that squad. Um, and then I keep sort of zeroing in on Arizona State and Stanford. These two teams are really, really good. Uh, top 10 squads. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if it's a Pac-12 champion. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, the the odds are certainly there. I was looking at the updated betting odds, and it looked like ASU had moved into second just behind Vanderbilt. So something to keep an eye on there. The, the scoring at this regional, I, I, I think, uh, you know, Bears Best is a fine track, right? But I, I don't – I do not believe that regional should be held on courses where I think it was – it might have been – Eight of the top 12 – oh, no, it was – so 10 of the lowest 14 regionals, 54-hole team scores in relation to par were, were were recorded this year in between the Salem Regional and between this regional. And this regional had, I think, eight of those scores. So it's kind, kind, kind of ridiculous to me um, that – because I, I, I just think the test is more like we saw in Morgan Hill where – Right around par is a good score. You shoot 67, 66, and you know, that's a really good day. And, and, and you've helped your team move up or you've helped yourself move up individually. 
So that's about all I'll have to say about that. Um, biggest surprise, yeah, Oklahoma State, you said just second time in school history. So that's, I guess, two times in the last 76 national championships that the Cowboys won't be playing. And then, you know, team to – I, I think I got to go Arizona State, but individually, Ben James with five wins, um, sharing medalist honors here at this regional. He could have a say perhaps in the player of the year race, maybe get getting into that top three and be a finalist for the Haskins Award. But he's a player who um, I, I think is really going to be licking his chops going into Greyhawk here in about a week. Yeah, can't disagree with that. Let's go to Morgan Hill, as you said, where one under par, good enough for Mississippi State to win that regional, BYU, FSU, Baylor, Pepperdine, rounding out the top five. Um, I guess not. I think my biggest thought, and I was ambivalent towards Arizona, we had seen great stuff from them. We'd also seen some very indifferent performances and – Dug a hole quickly, never got out. Uh, I was somewhat intrigued by them to maybe uh, make it to Greyhawk. So that's surprising. Baylor, BYU, catching my uh, eye a bit. Um, But I didn't think Mississippi State was going to win this regional. Keep an eye on that team. Uh, They're sort of coming around. And again, Pepperdine found a way to get back. Uh, They're going to need more production from the back half of that lineup, I think, if they're going to make match play. Yeah, uh, really cool seeing BYU uh, get in there. I know it's going to logistically uh, create a few different different issues with them playing their third round now on Thursday. But, you know, that's it's happened before. And um, luckily for other teams and maybe even BYU, because it could certainly go the other way, there's not too much variance from day to day in the Arizona desert up in Scottsdale. Uh, it's usually hot and hot and, you know, hot. Blazing hot, uh, <laughs> so uh, pack your waters, and uh, so that'll be uh, something to some actual live competitive golf to follow next Thursday at the end of the men's practice round. Most disappointing, I, I think we got to go with Arizona. Um, and again, we 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 talked about it last week. We kind of saw it coming because yeah. they had looked really good, and they had looked not so good, and so. I'm not super surprised. I think Cal's a team to certainly watch out for next year. Talk about Eric Lee and the great recruiting class that Walter Chun brought in there. And then speaking of Mississippi State winning, Mississippi State and Georgia, men's and women's regional titles this season. So um, for those two programs, uh, very uh, I, I think their athletic director uh, got a or athletic directors uh, have to be super ecstatic and probably may, uh, you know, maybe a little bottle of wine or a little nice little bonus there uh, for those coaches of those programs. Well, you speak about the SEC quickly Four of the six regionals won by SEC teams, and they don't include Vandy or Florida, two teams that battled for the SEC championship. So really remarkable to see the depth, of the Southeastern Conference um, in these regional sites. Let's go to Norman, Oklahoma. Alabama wins. Oklahoma, Colorado, Texas Tech, Duke. Colorado, certainly the biggest surprise. And I think I mentioned it last week when we were sort of saying, who do we like? Keep an eye on it. I think I threw the Buffaloes 
So the prime time effect obviously is trickled down to the golf team. Uh, keep an eye on Alabama. They are intriguing from my perspective right now. I think they might be able to uh, create a bit of noise there at Greyhawk, Oklahoma at home, expected it. And I like Duke too, uh, able to outlast North Florida. So as a whole, other than Colorado, I, I, I feel like the teams we thought were going to move on did exactly that. Yeah, there wasn't too much of a surprise. I, I did expect maybe Wake Forest to challenge just a little bit more considering the way they finished the year and how Michael Brennan had been playing. But the last they finished seventh and missed by 11 shots. That battle between Duke and North Florida, you had, you had a late bogey uh, by one of the Ospreys players. Duke made a crazy charge over the uh, over the final nine, 18 holes. So uh, um, Jamie Green gets his squad back in. Speaking of Colorado, first time that they're going to be in the NCAA championship since 2002. So I was in... I think middle school uh, the last time the Buffs uh, were at Nationals. So certainly a long time. Oklahoma just did what we expected them to do. And I remember talking to Coach Sewell the morning of our selection show and didn't end up touching on Alabama, but um, spoke with him a little bit about this team and a little bit of a, a similar mix to the team that finished runner-up uh, in 2018 at Karsten Creek, which coincidentally was the last time uh, they have been at nationals last year, didn't even make regionals because of the 500 rule, but you got some young talent, Nick Dunlap, Jonathan Grizz, and then you got experience with the three seniors, JPK, uh, Thomas Ponder and Cannon Claycomb, who um, has really developed, I think nicely, uh, maybe Maybe took a step back last year, um, but he's made up for that this year. He's come, become a great leader for this team, and um, this is a yet another dangerous squad in uh, what I think will be a, a very wide-open NCAA championship. Last one, Salem, South Carolina. Georgia Tech wins Arkansas, North Carolina, New Mexico, the top four. Texas A&M outlasting Clemson in a playoff. Sam Bennett making a late charge for the Aggies to get them through. Georgia Southern, San Diego State, a shot out of that playoff. So probably the most congested, at least in terms of that fifth spot uh, in South Carolina. Keep an eye on Tech. They seem to be peaking. They seem to be playing well. We had uh, Julian Perico on. He talked about Arkansas wasn't done. Impressed to see that. I think North Carolina right where they need to be heading to Greyhawk. Um, and again, a tip of the cap to, to Sam Bennett and the whole Aggies on those final six, seven, eight holes because they were done and dusted and they're moving on to Greyhawk. Yeah, six birdies in his last 10 holes for Sam Bennett, seven under 65 in the final round. And I mean, we I, I don't call him Sammy Stones for nothing. I mean, this kid is clutch and the team, you know, borrowed a little bit of his uh his mo and um it's it's one thing to to come back in regulation and you know perhaps they probably should have won by one uh and avoided the playoff anyways but uh it's it's another thing to do that then have to quickly regroup and go out in that playoff and i mean they they won that convincingly i think they won that by uh 
might have been three shots. They, was that the playoff? No, they, that was they three won, shots. They won. No, they won by one. Um, the other. Oh, that's right. Three, that's right. East so Tennessee State and Northwestern. Okay, that that was the ETSU one. Yeah, because that uh, I remember Vishnu Satago Gopan uh, had a had a par putt uh, that that he curled in there to send the Aggies on. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of bump the uh, Texas A&M gets from this. You know, if they ride this wave and this excitement and this momentum, um, or if they perhaps get a little bit too excited about this so uh I, I think that'll be the key over the next six seven days uh to just try to regroup and um arkansas i think other than the a&m excitement and the playoff i think this was a huge week and at least from my book an expected week for the razorbacks and talking to brad mcmakin and um him telling me that segundo pinto is starting to figure things out he's starting to drive the ball a lot better and his his key over the last week was just to get Mateo ready and back focused 100% on college golf because he had all the professional starts with the Mexico Open and the Masters and didn't play well at all, um, even by his standards or even not by his standards uh, this season, at least in college golf tournaments. Um, so he has a great week. Really, they, they, they carried our boy Hooley a little bit. Uh, he didn't have his best week, but again, he carried them all year, got him to this point, and experience shows at the end. And Arkansas has more experience than just about everyone in the country. So um, 11th a couple years ago at Greyhawk, 9th last year. The trend is there. Uh, I guess time will tell if they can finally crack the top eight. But if they do, uh, this is a team that loves match play. They love standing across and looking you in the eye. Uh and then they love going out and beating you. So uh, they're going to be dangerous if they get into that that bracket play. Let's pivot to the ladies. As we mentioned at the top of the show, they just teed off uh, in Greyhawks. So they're off and running in the last 36 to 48 hours. I think we were all surprised. Rachel Heck in the starting lineup for Stanford. Won the in- individual championship there two years ago. Had surgery two to three months ago, a rib removed, the intercostal pain. Um, we thought she was done. And lo and behold, she's in the lineup. Brooke Say, who has been out of the lineup for injury as well. She's been medically cleared. She's on site as a sub. So the question marks we had, I think Stanford maybe answered a lot of them at regionals. I still have one question. They're rusty competitive reps but the bottom line is keep in the back of your mind Rachel Heck has won eight times in 19 or so events at Stanford she hasn't been healthy half the time at Stanford she was somewhat I dare to make the comparison she was Rose Zhang a year before Rose Zhang was Rose Zhang she won six times her freshman spring semester Rachel Heck is as good as anyone in the country. If she's 80%, watch out. But again, talking with Ann Walker, we were all texting, and you're like, are we seeing this right? Like, we did (laughs) not even think this was a consideration. I thought Um, she was done. Yeah, I thought, hey, I'm going to get healthy, see what happens maybe in the fall. So 
again, I think it's a game changer. We've always kept Stanford as the team to beat. If it's Rachel or if it's Rose, seeing how Sadie Engelman played, um, to me, this this the whole dynamic of this championship uh, has quickly, in my opinion, gone right back to Stanford, uh, and and everyone else is going to have to try to catch them. Yeah, look, I mean, having Rachel Heck at I don't even know what percent you know she is if it's a hundred or ninety five, but anyways, having Rachel Heck even at fifty percent. Is better than a lot of fifth players uh, that on on some of these teams, maybe uh, in that first wave. Uh, so um, huge, huge to get her back. I wouldn't be surprised um, if Ann Walker perhaps sees Rachel and Brooke as maybe a sum of two parts um, in terms of it's a long week. It's going to be a long week for Stanford because we assume that they're going to make match play and make a deep run. That's a lot of golf. And as we talked about hot temperatures, it, it's a it's a draining week and even more so uh, in this kind of climate. So it would not surprise me one bit to see maybe Brooke say come in for round three or round four. Um, maybe they trade off just a little bit to try to keep both of them fresh. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's a possibility there. Uh, certainly the consummate teammates, according to Ann Walker, the head coach, at Stanford, and also something to think about. A year ago, Rachel Heck was basically playing on the back end of mono in this championship. So if, if she could ever stay healthy, maybe we see uh, the Rachel uh, we did a couple of years ago. Uh, will Rose defend? I'm hard-pressed to see her losing. Will Stanford defend? I'm hard-pressed to see them not going back-to-back. But we know it's not that simple. So if it's not Stanford... I've been bullish on Northwestern. I am going to stay with Northwestern. What team do you think could knock off the Cardinal? I'm looking at a couple of these one seeds from the SEC, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, just because of their match play pedigrees. I think the key will be getting over the hurdle of stroke play and getting into the top eight. Um, but when you look up and down, um, these are two teams that that met, um, you know, they've uh, – They've met a bunch um, in in match play SEC championships. Uh, they've had success in that. Texas A&M just won one. So one through five, very strong. I, I think either of those teams might be, especially once we get into the unpredictable uh, nature of that format. Um, I think those are one of those teams are going to be standing across from, across from Stanford. I know I've been on Wake, um, but I just need to see it. Um, first from them in stroke play at Greyhawk uh, before I get on board with them. If not Rose, a couple of names that have popped into my um, mind, Julia Lopez-Ramirez from Mississippi State, exceptional player. We always talk about Ingrid Lindblad from LSU. I'm going to throw Latana Stone out there as another name uh, that might be ready for a big spot. And then maybe a little bit off the beaten path, Jenny Park from A&M last year, finishing the top 10. Uh, perhaps she can make a run for the second straight year. Yeah, I, I think uh, another off the beaten path is Kiara Tamberlini. She's had success on this golf course before. I was part of that national championship team a couple years ago. I do like Latana Stone just because I think she's one of the best drivers of the golf ball in the country. Um, and, and that's certainly a, a tool, as it is really anywhere, but especially at Greyhawk, uh, to keep it keep it out of the desert and give yourself an opportunity to hit a lot of these greens because 
if if you miss greens, you better have a heck of a short game because uh, it's it's really hard to scramble and uh, keep keep the bogeys and keep the doubles off your scorecard. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Sadie Engelman keep playing well. Um, she was tied with Rose for a while there at regionals last week, and uh, not sure she faded. I think Rose just put the uh, put the foot on the gas pedal and pulled away from everyone. And a couple like deep sleepers. I I, I was curious because we have men's odds right on the uh, on the betting markets, and I couldn't find any for women. I was looking for some like individual, not to bet on, but just to kind of look and see. All right, who's undervalued, who's who's not, and they didn't have any. But if we're looking at players that may maybe have individual odds in the 250s to the 500s or so, uh, Shannon Tan from Texas Tech, she was up there at the Pullman Regional on that leaderboard. Uh, Michelle Zhang from SMU, uh, Mackenzie Lee is another player on the Mustangs team. This is a, a, a mid-major that could probably make some noise. Uh, Selena Saddlecow, Vanderbilt might be the best player that absolutely nobody talks about. Uh, and then Malia Nam from USC. Seems like she's been there seven or eight years. Talk about long. Talk about another great driver of the golf ball who's not afraid to hit it. Uh, missed almost, or I think she did miss the entire season last year uh, with a torn labrum in her hip, had surgery. She's come back. Uh, Trojans kind of brought her along slowly. Uh, but she's, I think she's got three or four straight top tens now, uh, and and she's going to be a huge piece of that lineup, and I expect her to be up there individually as well. Think about Andrea Lignell from Old Miss. Great year, was in the mix at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. Also, someone to keep an eye on. You posed the question, will LSU bounce back as a whole? I think so. I believe we drew the comparisons to their late charge at regionals to what the men from LSU did at regionals in 2015 on their way to a national championship. Did look at the lineup, though, at least to start. Edith Hertzman not in. Alden Wallace. That would, yeah, we thought that in. was something that was at least a concern from our standpoint. Uh, and then which team would better solve Greyhawk and their struggles? Wake Forest, USC, or the other USC, South Carolina. And I'm going to go South Carolina. I feel like they're they're knocking on the door. They've gone there in the past two years ago as the best team in the country. They were dead last after day one. Maybe this is the year. Uh, you know, on paper, Wake certainly has the talent. I think we're in the same boat. I, I just have to see it. I got to see them roll up their sleeves when that six or nine hole stretch presents itself, and then seemingly they're on the outside in. I I, I just have to see the the results and, and can't go just based off of resume and rankings anymore yeah and, and it, it's, it's easy to go with the second team in the country and say oh like they're gonna they're gonna be the second best team there but uh, I think with South Carolina there's just something about this team like I I, I want to see them at this time of the year because they haven't won a golf tournament all year like I I, I want to see them you know look like they they really want it um, because it, I, I just, I want to see the same fire and passion that their coach, Kaylin Anderson, uh, you know, often exudes, you know, I, I want to see, and, and they showed it at the Darius Rucker. Like I, 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 I want to see that, um, now they, they didn't win that tournament, but, uh, Matilde class won the, won the individual title. Like, like, I, I want to see more of, more of that performance, um, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I just, something about that team when they get in, in into the postseason whether it was the regionals a couple years ago where they 
they were in that playoff and, you know, they were, they were sweating things out or they really haven't been a factor at Greyhawk the last couple of years. So I just want to see them turn it up a notch a little bit. So I'm going to go with the other USC. I'm going to go with Southern Cal. Um, as I said, Malia Nam's been playing well. Catherine Park's been uh, pretty incredible uh, this spring. And then if Amari Avery can continue to get comfortable with the with the new equipment and the new ball, um, this is a team that's that's very dangerous. Agreed. Uh, I'm heading out tomorrow night, Saturday evening. We'll get the prep in full effect come Sunday. We start rolling out uh, on Golf Channel Monday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern. The pregame starts, leading you right into that individual champ, the race for eight. We're on virtually all day Tuesday with quarters and semis, and then we tee it up for uh, Wednesday's championship match. One last parting thought, idea, story, dinner recommendation in the Scottsdale area. I mean, you, you put that in the rundown, I, I just – I would assume you'd go back to the hotel and, and stay up all night and, and prep like many of us do. <laughs> well, you know, I, that, that's, uh, I do that as well. You know, you, you get all a right. quick dinner, seven, you know, six, six thirty, seven, seven thirty, Uh, and, and really Burke, I mean, you're, you're the one, once the, once the red light goes off, you know, your, your, your day is, is, is done at least for the, <laughs> you, know, you, you can go out team meals stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, interview i'm typing away writing my stories you know so i i i I take a break you know take an hour or two hours go out and get a nice meal come back and then you're up till two or three in the morning so i get the prep in uh i get the stories in and uh um but no we 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 all do a great job and uh i'm i'm really excited each and every year to to be a part of this team now and uh watching it last year not being at the ncaa championship because of the birth of my daughter um, getting to actually enjoy the, the, the television coverage and watch it. Um, really cool. I mean, Brant Packard, you know, you like the whole team does a extraordinary job and I expect uh, more of the same this year. Yeah. We got a heck of a team. Love having you a part of it. We're, we have a one-year-old now, correct? We do. Yeah. Yesterday, May 18th was uh, the first birthday. So I no longer have an infant. Um, I think we're, <laughs> we're now into the, the, is the, is toddler the next, uh, yeah, I guess next you could level. Once, once you start sort of walking or, you know, cruising, if you will, then I think you could say you've got a toddler cause you go, Oh, she's 10 weeks. Oh, she's 15 weeks. Oh, she's six months. Well, well no, some people have, do 14 weeks, 16 weeks. And I can't keep track of that. I go, what, what now, Yeah. Now you have a one-year-old. Plain and simple. Yeah. It's easier. Congrats. Uh, I hope she stuffs up her favorite sweet in her face and 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 had ice cream or, or icing <laughs> or frosting all all definitely over her frosting. Face. So, well, she she Love. had a strawberry cake. She loves strawberries and 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 there was little red icing strawberries all over the cake. And she was just grabbing those like they were actual strawberries. So um, <laughs> the cake was not completely smashed, but there were. All the strawberries were uh, picked off of it. It goes quickly, my friend. Everyone tells you I got a seven and nine year old now. So uh, you blink your eyes and and they'll be out of the house. Uh, Safe travels out there. It's going to be an absolute blast. We'll run it back probably next Thursday. We'll, we'll, We'll get it all paced out. And then we'll leave it at the fact that we might have a bonus episode next week. 
We'll try to lock that in. We'll try to secure it. Uh, It will certainly be, uh, I think, a very reasonable listen if it all comes together. But off and running, the men's field is set. The ladies have posted. Let's see. We've got Duke, SMU, and Clemson off and running, even par through the first hole. Um, It's over. The Dukies, your 2023 national champions. On that note, I can argue the best coaching job Dan Brooks may have ever done in nearly 40 years, um, considering some of the struggles they've had uh, to get back to a a good spot. So just one of the many topics, things we will keep an eye on. As always, we thank you for tuning in and listening to us on College Golf Talk. Enjoy all the coverage coming your way starting Monday from Greyhawk, and we'll do it again next week. Until then, take care, everyone.